from WJFF Radio Catskill, this is Close to Home, the podcast that explores the people, issues, and institutions in the Catskill Mountains, the heart of small-town America. I'm your host, Leif Johansson. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This week, we're talking about tourism here in Sullivan County, because despite relatively high rates of poverty, poor health statistics, and a historically sluggish economy in our region, following the collapse of the Borscht Belt era in the latter half of the 20th century, our tourism statistics are, frankly, jaw-dropping. In the last few years, our county of just 75,000 residents has seen the largest growth in tourism of any of New York's 62 counties. No other county really even comes close. And that growth, at least in terms of the data that we have available so far, is only accelerating. Let me throw a few numbers at you to give you a sense of the scale of what I'm talking about here. When we zoom out and look at New York State by region, here's what the growth in tourism spending looked like in 2019 compared to 2018. In that one year, tourism in western New York grew at a rate of about 1.5%. In New York City and the Hudson Valley, tourism grew about 2%. In the Finger Lakes, Adirondacks, and Long Island, it grew around 3%. In the Catskills, Tourism grew 7.3% from 2018 to 2019. When we break the Catskills down by county, Delaware and Greene counties saw their tourism grow at a rate of about 4% during that same period, Ulster County's tourism grew about 5%, and Sullivan County's tourism spending grew a whopping 12.2% in that one year. And what did that look like in terms of dollars spent? It jumped from $515 million in 2018 to $578 million in 2019. And before that, we brought in only $450 million in 2017. And that two-year growth of $128 million has serious ramifications for our community not just for all the tax dollars it's bringing in, but also because our county is the most dependent on tourism dollars of any county in the Catskills. About 20% of all of our labor income is generated by visitors. So that means that one in every $5 earned by Sullivan County residents comes from tourism. And with our local economy's success so dependent on visitor spending, that major growth in spending has very real-world implications for the economic opportunities available to our residents. So with all of this in mind, I naturally wanted to know how this explosion in tourism happened and if we managed to keep this piece of our economy growing during COVID. So the other day, I sat down with Roberta Byron Lockwood, president and CEO of the Sullivan Catskills Visitors Association.
number that really kind of blew me away was that tourism in Sullivan County increased by 28%, should say tourism dollars increased by 28% in Sullivan County between 2017 and 2020. That is a truly remarkable number. And I would love to know what some of the specific factors are that went into that really sizable increase, because you know, we know that there was a major increase during the pandemic when people were looking to get out of the of city. Course. But for, of course. for the most part, 2017 to 2020 was pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. But I think that uh, what you had here are a group of tourism and the hospitality industry here. We worked very hard and put forth a, strate- a strategy that we felt was um, truly, truly telling our story. We, we branded, we rebranded during that time. Um, as the Sullivan Catskills, very well aware that Sullivan and Catskills are synonymous and Catskills were trending. So we went ahead and we branded ourselves and we even trademarked ourselves as the Sullivan Catskills Um, because we're very proud of that particular history. Um, And I do feel that it's, it's sincerely trending out there and people are looking for the Catskills. They know the Catskills. It's that that place that you've always known. And here we are. Um, also during that time was the 50th anniversary of Woodstock, um, all, which of course took, it, took place in the Sullivan Catskills at Bethel. And uh, a lot of preparation, a lot of spotlight. Um, I don't know, you probably have seen uh, while we, we started in that year for the anniversary with 50 doves, Uh, We are now at 60, which, of course, WJFF is one of our our beautiful Dove hosts. And everybody was working together. Our partnership was bringing in new development. We've been bringing in new travelers. We became Trey Chic, let's say, with our hipsters. and, and, And everybody was looking for experiences. And guess what? The Sullivan Catskills has got all of that. And then we've got these great new developments. Everything that was old is new. And, and sustainable. And on some of these larger footprints of, of resorts and, and larger inns and boarding houses, you now find luxury inns, luxury boutiques, the casino. Look, we've got Resort World's Catskills, the, the largest installation in New York State. And it's on the former footprint of the Concord. Also on that campus, the, the Cartwright Indoor Water Park and Resort. I mean, we've got some of the most incredible properties that decided to hang a shingle in the Sullivan Catskills, and we want to say we were doing something right. On a grand scale, it almost feels like this county has turned around almost overnight following decades of pretty bleak economic circumstances, you know, following the the end of the Borscht Belt era. So, how did that positioning happen? And, and was it really overnight? And, and no. you know, what did, what did the Nothing's lead overnight. this explosion look like? Nothing's ever overnight. There was a lot of hard work that went into to positioning and marketing this area. Um, we, we have to take a look at, we had Sullivan Renaissance, Mrs. Gary, her work in trying to keep um, mindful of the beautification and the beauty of the Sullivan Gatskills and, and, and instilling pride in everybody. And, and making sure that we we planted those flowers, we cleaned up our storefronts, we were cognizant of how others view us and how we view our, you know, taking pride in how we view ourselves, but really stepping back and taking a look at what everybody's seeing when they come here. Um, 
and I, and I think just even a little more of that kind of, you know, not only does it is it something that's appealing to us as residents, but let's be mindful of the presentation that we're making to the traveling public, um, to that business person that's trying to relocate, um, to that corporation that we want to bring here. Um, we need to start to be a little more, and 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 indeed, the county was doing that. We were we were we have had the great fortune of some great um, town supervisors that really were working in their communities. Um, I think for the past 20 years almost, you, you, you really have got to take a look at, there have been some great decisions that were made that took a lot of work, um, seeking the gaming license, seeking to keep things, um, beautification in this area, seeking to try to go out and not only bring new businesses here, but new visitors here, and really trying to present ourselves on all fronts as the location for your future, but and really showing that we were doing it, making a renaissance in the Sullivan Catskills. And, and I think that uh, we've been very successful at that. I've, I've got the great fortune where I have every leader in the hospitality industry that sits on our board. And I have to tell you, I've been in this industry since I came out of grad school. And when I sit in the room with my board of directors, I am amazed each and every month because just the the genius of of how to operate their own businesses and the willingness to share that information with one another and as, as with a whole county to truly put us ahead of the curve and really push that that button and push those borders and making sure that everything happened and I think that that's why you saw such a quick renaissance and we're very conscious of where we are and what we need to do and how are we going to employ some new tactics and new means and what do we need to do to make it accessible? What do we need to do to make us stand apart? And that's a constant everyday review. We're currently right now um, working with Young Strategies, which is a leader in um strategic planning for tourisms and, and convention bureaus. We're in the last leg of that. In fact, we're we're doing our final surveys this particular week to map out and show the county and show our residents and everyone where our next steps we feel we're going to be to put us ahead of the curve. How does a countywide visitors association in general actually go about attracting visitors to the county you know marketing uh, tools we yeah. do a, a great deal of of um advertising we this year we were in cable we uh prepare commercials that tell that story and give that ambiance and experience that you're going to find in the Sullivan Catskills we always remain on brand uh we try to to uh inspire you to come here stay here and enjoy all that we have to offer in each season and we present packages. Um, we do this not only to our, our leisure market, but we also reach in and have a marketing um, philosophy with our, our meetings and conferences and incentive business. Um, we also do the same, especially pre-COVID. We were very much working with um, our international visitors and we're, we're making some great success with uh, international arrivals, working hand in hand with Stewart Airport, working with I Love New York to facilitate as much international uh, 
and global interest to the Sullivan Catskills as, as a domestic. Um, we were successful. We're going back in that route. Um, Play Airline is going to be landing uh, in and out of uh, Stewart Airport, which is great for us, along with Frontier was a great open for us. Um, so a lot of good things happening. And of course, we're so close to all the New York City airports um, as well. But uh, we're, we're dear, dear to, to Stuart being in our backyard. When your office is trying to determine how, I'm using air quotes, good of a job that the Visitors Association and the county as a whole is doing in terms of bringing in tourism, what are the main metrics that you're looking at? My metrics? I look at... Um, my bed tax, I look at the, 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 the amount of bed tax that's collected. I look at the sales tax, which I must tell you that uh, last year, Sullivan County led the way in sales tax um, for the state. Really? Uh, we did quite well. Yes, we wow. did. Um, when you start to look at our tourism numbers and the growth, it has con- continuously had an upward trajectory. And I mean, in a significant one. Um, those are benchmarks that we look. It's difficult for us, um, as you know, um, that we we don't have a lot of um, franchises here. So um, most of our accommodations are are um, privately owned and not necessarily always on a star report. So with that, we need to be very conscious of 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 how many um, ads are on beds, the interest, the booking. Um, all of that plays a very big role for us. Um, as well as our sales tax. And then every day we watch our dashboard. We watch our website. We watch our our Instagram, our Facebook, our Reels, everything that's on the digital platform. We monitor on a daily basis to see if we're on track and moving forward. Same thing when we make a placement, uh, be it OTT, be it cable buy, or even a streaming on a radio. We watch every single day. We even have the ability with our social team to, as you make a decision, let's say you've you've seen our commercial and you decide to click through, go over to our website, we're watching everything you're doing. And we can even communicate with you as you come on our website and say, mm-hmm. you know, is there something in particular? Would you like us to help you do this? <laughs> but there's like a lot of things that we can do to really um, make that stay a special one, make that visitor recognize how important they are to the Sullivan Catskills and to our businesses. In terms of the workings of the the Visitors Association, does most of the legwork for the planning and marketing for all of these varied things happening in 2022, is most of that kind of already already done? And now it's just- A good share of our, our marketing strategy is already put in place. But because we wait to see what our reconciliations are, we're always very limb, you know, flexible and nimble because we always have that wish list of other markets that we want to hit and ready to back right into it immediately. So um, a lot of it's there. A lot of it is pending, um, which we're very confident we're going to go in. And right now with COVID, you know, you plan for all these trade shows, fingers crossed and health wise for everybody, then we go out and do it. Um, most of it's done. I would say most of it's done. Most of our collateral, I mean, all the differences is how heavy, how long the runs, um, and and where we're going to go with it. But so far, we're very excited. Good stuff is happening. At what point during the year does your team sit down and 
say we're planning for 2023 here's the strategy here's what well i'll tell you we started our strategy we we had our 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 budget proposal and everything done in september but again it's it's a document it's a document that you use to look at um we learned that we did very well with our bed tax so automatically we relooked to start to expand um we meet monthly the marketing team meets twice a month always all the creative people are in the same so we're able to keep ahead of it. Mm. Um, we will meet again in March to reconvene. I'd say we take a hard, hard look on a quarter basis, and every month we're always very fluid with an update. But um, it's it's a it's a work in progress. Everything is a work in progress, and you know you always have that where those opportunities knock, and you want to be ready to go um, whenever the possibility is there, and you want to be able to hit the ground running and come and tell your story. So we make sure that everything is ready to go. In fact, you see behind me here that that logo. We also yeah. started a, a pro- program, a podcast with Isabel. And what she does is does Sullivan Speaks. And we bring in all of our members and different members. Like right now, she's been chatting with the ice rinks and the winter festivals that are out here and just letting them know what's going on. And how they should be a part of, of of the story that we're telling out there and, and jump on board and be a part of it. If you don't mind, I want to pitch kind of a, a, a tricky open-ended question to you here. Oops. Um, so I'm from Livingston Manor. I grew up there for, for most of my childhood and, and like several other places in Sullivan County, Livingston Manor now looks very different from what it looked like in 2006. And I think a lot of that is due to tourism. And I think we see that happening in other parts of the county as well. Narrowsburg, Calicoon, you have these bustling main streets, really a booming tourism industry in those particular areas. And this has not transpired as much in other areas of the county. There are so many storefronts on Broadway and Monticello, for example, that are are still vacant. They've been vacant for a long time. In your mind, what needs to happen to improve a tourism and business and that whole positive feedback cycle of the two of those things everywhere in Sullivan County, rather than just those particular places that are really hot right now? I think it's important to recognize that all of them are trying to harness the energy to make it happen now. I know both Monticello, Liberty, Fallsburg, they've been working so hard to try to capture that. They've been doing downtown revitalization. They've been going out to the proper grants. Got to remember their larger population areas as well. And they have a great deal to deal with, um, with their populations and, 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 and to present to them. So it's not as, it's, it's not quite as easy, but they're trying, you know, and, and I, and I can see what they're doing. I know they've got some great leadership now in both communities. Um, They're really trying to, to harness that. I think you've got communities that are looking to do that. And I, and I think especially when we start talking about some of them, we've got such wonderful diversity and such wonderful cultures and ethnic and foods. And, and I think that those communities stand to really present to us some really exciting things. And I think they're in the making as we speak. Um, I, I think that we've got such pride in what Livingston Manor has done and Calicoon and Narrowsburg and Roscoe. And I mean, there's just everybody is really stepping and everybody's trying. 
maybe the specifics of Monticello, Liberty, Fallsburg um, versus smaller towns that have had a lot of tourism coming up in, in recent years, maybe those specifics aside, it's an interesting phenomenon that in a small community like ours, you can have two hamlets next to each other and you run 10 years past them and one looks completely different than the than, other. Than the other. Just based on your knowledge as an expert on tourism and community development, what are some of the factors that contribute to these vast differences in tourism and business? Well, I, I think in, in some of the cases, the community, it's just the different stages that the community was in when they were mm. ready to go forward. They had worked together. They were going after grants. They were trying to set their community up. They had, you know, the, the first brewery. They had the, and those things springboard into the next. And then your main street and they start to grow. I mean, they fledged for a little bit, but they brought things in and they all grew and the community became robust and they made sure that their storefronts were open and it took a village. No, no pun, but in that case, <laughs> a town, it yeah. took a town and, and they did. And they're all mindful of the next shop over. And that everything looks good. And and again, like I had said to you, being mindful of how they're presenting themselves to the, and is that experience going to keep them there? And they are. Um, and that's what they're working towards. And each one is is working in their own way. And then to branch, you almost like, you know, it starts here and then echoes out. And that's what they're trying to do. And and I, I just think that everybody was at different points and had different groupings that were able to do it with them. I think everybody's trying so hard to make sure that their community is rising with the tide. If you had an unlimited budget to improve tourism and and marketing and business in our Sullivan Catskills community, day one of having just any resources at your fingertips, what are some of the big things that you would want to tackle? the biggest thing that I would love to see happen with us, I want a monorail system from the city right into the Sullivan Catskills. <laughs> I just, I want a, an easy way to get right here and, and, and visit us on an ongoing basis. So that I would love to see. I'd love to see where we can market year round. I mean, let's face it, the cost of marketing is very high. So I would love to be able to market in some larger ones, a um, little heavier year round. I would love to see every single one of their, our accommodations, the things that are, the developments that are on those plannings. I'd love to see them all come to fruition at one time. And I wish we had so many funds that we could just put it right on there and watch it all happen. But we've been very fortunate. And I, I'm going to be take the positive note and say that uh, if we continue down the path we are, we're going to have the funds to do what we need to do. And, and I'm feeling very good about the Sullivan Catskills. And I think that they're going to continue to grow and flourish. And I think that everybody that lives here should take such great pride because everybody, I don't care if you're the front of the house, the back of the house, or one of the residents, you all play a role to make this the best place that we've got. And boy, I truly say that I love the Sullivan Catskills and I think the world loves the Sullivan Catskills.
have to say, I am impressed by Roberta's energy and positivity about Sullivan County, or as the official branding puts it, the Sullivan Catskills. In the hour that we spent chatting over Zoom, Roberta mentioned so many events and projects and business openings, attractions and resources that she's looking forward to this year in our community. And her enthusiasm for all of it, as you can probably hear, is palpable. And that contagious energy is so important for getting other people excited about our home too. And with the year-over-year double-digit growth in tourism that we've been seeing here, it seems to be working. And if you've been listening to Close to Home for a while, you might know that I am a big fan of public transportation. So I was naturally thrilled to hear about Roberta's idea to have a monorail that links New York City to the Catskills. I don't know exactly how much money it would cost, but I can only assume it would be in the nine to 10 figure range. In an upcoming episode, we're gonna dive into an adjacent conversation about the possibility of bringing passenger rail back to the Catskills. So keep an eye out for that in the coming weeks. In the meantime, thank you so much to Roberta Byron Lockwood for taking the time to chat. And as always, thank you for listening. I'm Leif Johansson, and this is Close to Home, a podcast from WJFF Radio Catskill. Stay warm and have a great week.